Okay. And here we go. Yeah. Why you sound disappointed? You want to tell people why you're so disappointed? Yeah. Right so now? what happened is that well, this week's episode uh, won't have a video. Uh, unfortunately, I'm really sorry, uh, our Patreon members, that uh, this is going to be our first time to break our promise. You know. <laughs> um, uh, what happened is that my laptop uh, was submerged in water, uh, in salt water, by the way. Uh, so it's unlikely that I can recover data or even the laptop so uh, we had to set up all the new thing all the things that we've been doing on a laptop that is not mine uh, or the other that we haven't used at all for this podcasting so um, we barely set up for audio uh, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the quality yeah. sounds a little bit different that's why mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why we don't have the uh, the video this time around. Yeah, but it works out pretty well because we're looking like shit anyway. So yeah, man, you don't want to see us all the time. Got to mix it up. Yeah. We have some cool captions and a still picture and a follow along karaoke style. <laughs> right. So. So today we're going to talk about what are we talking about? Martial arts. Martial arts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the ancient ones foretold of this podcast episode <laughs> in which we would discuss our ancient secrets of fighting. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's a vast subject also, right? But I guess you can uh, put under the category of training, uh, motivation. You know, I guess they are not super unrelated. But... Um, We've uh, you growing up actually learning martial arts, right? Yeah, Tukong. I did. Yeah, different different styles depending where I was living, mm-hmm. just because of all the travel. So right, instead of Kajin Kempo, Kempo, some Taekwondo, mm-hmm. and then Tukong as well, and then wrestled in high school. So I've had a I'd say a well-rounded experience of yeah. going through a lot of different styles and learning, and by no means an expert, but also not an amateur i guess yeah but it's been it's been some years since i've trained trained right like 10 years <laughs> true but you've yeah. been training muay thai very frequently for the last few years yeah and then starting up again recently as right we talked about. initially i started kickboxing uh not muay thai in korea when i was uh, right after uh high school because right after high school, we moved to uh, the city called Suwon, uh, south of Seoul, adjacent to Seoul. And um, I briefly talked about this. But anyway, um, I'm not going to really go in detail. But I wa- mo- we moved there. I uh, started training kickboxing with this um, really short, um, stocky coach. He was old at the time. I, th- I think he was in the 40s. And it was a heavy smoker, but um, I trained to keep boxing for three years until I went to the military and then kind of stopped there. Um, and then in the U.S., uh, 2000, I think, uh, 17 or 18, I started train again. And then I got injured um, because I was climbing and doing muay thai and lifting at the same time <laughs> <laughs> doing all three at once pretty yeah. much all the same day yeah and like like i said the biggest mistake was that i would like training um 
I mean, I would climb and on the same day I would do, do back. my back workout. You know, very heavy. You know, so that was stupid, I yeah. guess. And you're a big guy, bigger than you are now. I mean, you're still big, but you're not. We were heavy back then. Yeah, I was really heavy. Yeah, you, 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 you were as well, right? I mean, yeah. you, you were close to two hundred pounds, yeah, right? Around there. And then yeah. we saw, actually we saw the picture of you, you the other day, right? I yeah, mean, I was like, Whoa, massive well, difference. <laughs> Very strange to see. It's like, wow, I was jacked, you know. But I yeah, those miserable days. <laughs> Not for me. I think you. It was miserable for you because oh. you, do, you didn't really enjoy the eating part. No, I hated it. I mean, you remember what I brought into lunch every day? Yeah, pound of turkey, like yeah. two cups of rice, and a can full of black beans. Yeah. this was my lunch every day yeah and i would just sit there and eat it because i wanted to get big yeah oh my god it just it makes me feel disgusted to even think about yeah <laughs> it was horrible looking just tabasco sauce on that turkey the way the yeah. fat congeals oh it's like slimy oh, i hate it i hate it i mean to be fair you chose the worst you know ingredient <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true because <laughs> Back then, I would eat uh, like burritos all the time, mm-hmm. you know, because high carbs, high protein, which I needed to bulk up and yeah. maintain the uh, muscle mass. So to me, it was heaven. I mean, <laughs> I would eat burritos all the time. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know what was wrong. I guess I just didn't have as. Even I mean, don't get me wrong. Your diet was very efficient. You know. Yeah. Very efficient. Was, highly efficient. But not yeah. uh, not enjoyable or sustainable. I mean, it was sustainable. I did for a long time, but yeah. I don't think any sane person would put themselves through that again. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first time I think I saw you kick was when we went to the gym mm-hmm. in Austin. The the, the the fancy kind of the fancy gym. one. Yeah, they I have a new name now because uh, they were they were bought by this uh, huge fitness company. Mm-hmm. It's a lifetime something like that. Oh, yeah, okay. They own it. Yeah, yeah, so downtown Austin, right next to the Whole Foods, there yeah. was this upscale gym. I remember we went there. It's kind of something bucks, right, a month? Yeah, yeah. For, and for the U.S., you know, in a yeah. major city. That's well, like, let's not forget. And then we actually, that was right after we started move, uh, moving together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were roommates at the time in downtown Austin. And we specifically chose that gym because there were a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget that part, <laughs> buddy. like... <laughs> yeah, there was there's a lot of uh, attractive people that went oh, yeah. to the gym. A lot. Yeah. A yeah, lot. I mean the facility was cool too because it was mm-hmm. upstairs, it was kind of warehouse, you know, mm-hmm. brick, a lot of open yeah. window, factory kind of style. Yeah. And people who are more serious about fitness, yeah. right? Well, so, except for that one Indian dude that was mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh yeah. Like, I'm don't get me wrong. Any gym <laughs> has those, you know, weirdos. Yeah. But uh on average there were a lot of they had a lot of um uh, serious. Yeah, yeah, no, some big, big, very athletic people in there. Yeah, you know, women and men. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was the first time I think I saw you actually kick the bag, and I mm-hmm. was. I mean, I knew you did kickboxing and you mm-hmm. trained and all those, but you had a really hard kick. And I was very surprised because mm-hmm. most people that say they did martial arts or they trained, eh, yeah, I mean they they went and they did it, but they were mm-hmm. never effective or actually right. how to strike or. You know, really do anything surrounding, especially yeah. in the U.S. because the culture is full of. It was at one point. I'm sure it still is today. Of mm-hmm. A lot of these kind of McDojos, <laughs> you know, they just pop up everywhere. Still there are a lot. Yeah, they're in strip yeah. malls. They're these yeah. really overweight, you know, out of shape mm-hmm. white dudes, middle aged, yeah. teaching martial arts, you know, yeah. with no background or really no context as to 
mm-hmm. how they even arrived to the place to be a teacher. Yeah. So hundred percent. I I ran into a lot of those. I trained at them. I saw mm-hmm. people that got through them. And just most of those guys are totally inexperienced. And so you kind of take it with a grain of salt when you hear somebody in the U.S. say, oh, yeah, you know, I did martial arts. <laughs> kind of like, oh, okay, that's cool, I guess. Right. Sure you did, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I not sure, to mean that in a demeaning way, but right. it's just something that you don't usually see from a lot of people. Like, mm-hmm. you don't get a lot of opportunities where you're going to see somebody actually put that into practice. True. How I many people are running around getting in fights or how often is there a punching bag or something like that around where you can actually see, oh, shit, this person knows how to strike. Yeah. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. And we had, when he had joined Muay Thai, I guess I had just mm-hmm. been doing climbing primarily. Because I don't think, no, I went to one Muay Thai class with you. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Um, did you? It was, or was that a boxing class? Boxing class. We boxing went to boxing class, class together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we went to a couple boxing classes. Actually. Yeah, we just wanted to uh, try out their program and and uh, pick a place. And the only thing, only place I remember is that uh, the was it was it was it in Cedar Park? It was pretty far. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty far. And then the training was just, itself was good. Uh, the guy was really knowledgeable. He was an actual boxer, uh, but it was kind of too far. That's why we didn't go there. You remember, you remember how hard it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was they, hard. They made us run right at yeah. the start, and all at that time, all we were doing, like we mentioned before, was yeah. pretty much just bulking and weightlifting. Mm-hmm. We'd play basketball every now and then when yeah. we went to the gym, but it I wasn't been doing any cardio. No cardio. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we did was immediately had to run for it was probably yeah. like 15, 20 minutes. It was Not a, long, but it was a shock. It was shock to oh our body. Oh my goodness! Yeah. It was rough. It was so rough. And honestly, the the rest of the class wasn't bad, right? You know, the striking, hitting the bags. Mm-hmm. But I remember we got in the ring, mm-hmm. and you're sparring with that one guy. Yeah. And he got upset. It got heated because you yeah. were tagging him. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember so that. Yeah. He tried to start swinging really hard. Yeah. And it was just, you kind of would expect more respect when you're going into a new mm-hmm. school and people. I don't know. That I've been trained there for a long time. Shouldn't be mm-hmm. so hot headed. And I felt yeah. bad because they paired me with the one girl who had a fight upcoming. Yeah. You remember that? They're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, she's got a fight upcoming, so you spar with her. Yeah. And I'm like, I actually know how to spar. <laughs> I kept hitting her in the face. <laughs> I'm like, this is not what no are you guys face. doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a- yeah, that's a little crazy, dude. I mean, uh, it shouldn't be. I don't know. This is just my opinion. Sparring is yes, of course, is uh, effective in many ways, and then is uh, there there are a lot of benefits. But let's not even go there. But in my opinion, I think it really uh, should be up to the student, yeah. especially uh, based on their skill levels, right? I mean, if you're a newcomer, you're not gonna. I don't think they should spar right away. You know, they should have all the you know basic techniques and things like that you know, uh, established first and then spar, right? I mean, from there, whether or not it should be their uh, choice, yeah, I mean, that can be up to um, the owner of the gym, for mm-hmm. sure. But like newcomers shouldn't be, like the beginners, it shouldn't shouldn't be doing sparring, no. Yeah, it just doesn't no. make sense because... Does it make any sense? Because, yeah. yes, you still can learn from it, you know, uh, especially psychological part, but, you know... You're missing out on a large part, which is 
applying your techniques, testing your techniques, but you don't have any techniques. Mm-hmm. So what are you doing? What are you doing? It's just getting punishments, right? Yeah. And that's fine. You know, like I said, it's, it's, there's still things to learn from it, but not not a lot, not not in a meaningful way. You know. Yeah. I mean, the other problem is that, especially when you don't have the skill set, not only does it open you up to risk of mm-hmm. injury. If you're fighting somebody less experienced, right? They may not mm-hmm. know how to restrain or you know fight you in a wholesome manner and mm-hmm. also for the person who's sparring with somebody yeah. new they also don't know how to control their body you mm-hmm. know especially when you get into martial arts and you're adding yeah. kicks and like maybe various grappling techniques and things of that mm-hmm. nature you know they, they can be dangerous they can accidentally yeah. break your nose hurt you that they don't realize mm-hmm. so I, I i totally agree i think sparring is like you said it's for the application of the skills that Mm -hmm. you've honed yeah and then refining them right and how how you can apply them in that type of situation exactly exactly and most people honestly you're not ready for that for (laughs) six months to a year yeah depending on your level of training some Mm -hmm. people faster than others some people slower than others yeah but i mean the guys that practice the skill whether it's the jab Mm -hmm. you know the roundhouse or whatever and then really get that masterfully down Mm mm-hmm they're going to have way, way better time when they go spar for the first time because it's yeah. not going to be unfamiliar. Right. They're not going to be hesitant to throw it. Like, there's something to rely on, that skill set they can fall back on. Well, I know how to jab. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I don't know how to, like, gauge distance, mm-hmm. you know, work the ring and things like that, but it's still much better than the guy who's just going in there flowing because mm-hmm. then you build bad habits as well. Yeah. That's something that's often overlooked. Yeah. You know, yeah, if you skill, you know, you drill sparring a thousand times or drill a punch a thousand times, but you're doing it wrong way, guess what? You just wasted your entire time and yeah. you have to unlearn all that shit. Yeah, which is very hard. <sighs> Unlearning is very hard. And that's why, you know, they try to uh, establish the basic skills correctly uh, instead of moving forward quickly, you know? Uh, because, yes, you know, jabbing is not that hard. I mean, if you, you, you can learn pretty quickly, but jabbing in the best perfect way is different from also jabbing in a sparring you know you, you may be able to do that there are different levels of jabbing you know there the skills uh, application of skills mm-hmm. you know you may be able to uh jab correctly i mean beautifully on a heavy bag or pads yeah but when you're doing sparring your jabbing could completely just gone yeah. because you don't know like how to react to you know, incoming punches and incoming, you know, um, opponents. Yeah. It's a completely different story. So, um, I don't know where I was going going <laughs> with this, but um, that's why establishing basic skills correctly is very, very important. Yeah, and then also be able to, mm-hmm. especially with kicking and things of that nature, mm-hmm. trying to master both sides. Yeah. I mean, when I was in martial arts, I always favored my right leg. Mm-hmm. I mean, even to this day, my right leg is... Mm-hmm. If I'm going to go kick somebody and, you know, I'm trying yeah. to hurt them, yeah. definitely going <laughs> to, you know, it's going to be with my right leg, not my mm-hmm. left leg. Right. And my left leg just feels like the retarded, stupid brother <laughs> in comparison yeah. to my right leg. It's like, oh, come along, guy. Here right. we go. We're going to do kicks. You remember yeah. those, right? Yeah. So it's so easy to just lean into one side that mm-hmm. you're more natural with and then hamper yourself down the road mm-hmm. because it's, very common yeah yeah, it happens to a lot of people they say you know it's kind of old adage but spend twice as long as your as your training on your dominant side on Mm. your non-dominant side Mm. to get that same level and skill set yeah and there's been martial artists i've trained with that really took that to heart 
mm-hmm. and when you spar with those guys you know they switch stances or whatever you're yeah. like, fuck it like yeah. you know they're just as fast and as good on that leg and mm-hmm. you have to pay attention to both right. feet and what they're doing mm-hmm. you know same with the hands and it really puts you more on the defensive and very aware of how you should yeah you know navigate that fight with that individual oh, yeah. or that sparring session yeah, it makes you more unpredictable uh, as an opponent. You know, when you can use both sides uh, uh, on the same level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it becomes a, a lot more predict- unpredictable. Yeah, because you don't know which which side is coming. You know? Yeah. So I mean, we grew up watching a tons of martial arts movies. <laughs> yes. And being inspired, influenced by a lot of these True. these big figures that we considered, you know, a lot of like childhood heroes like mm-hmm. Jackie Chan, Jet Li, you know, mm-hmm. all basically the action stars. Rob uh Sean Claude Van Damme. Rob Claude Van Damme? Why no. you call that? No. Uh <laughs> what a second. <laughs> Kickboxer. Jan? Jan? Jang? What is this? Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, yeah there yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme. I don't know why. <laughs> Bloodsport? Like, come on. Bloodsport, yeah. Yeah, you know, these great movies. Yeah, you see yeah. them doing these perfect splits, you know. Yeah. They're just going through the punches. Mm-hmm. and the, There was just so much rich his, history in cinema tied to martial arts and kind of this Eastern philosophy of mm-hmm. spiritualism. And, yeah. Oh, you know, there's like this mystical power attached mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Which I think was very impactful for why I wanted to study martial arts Mm -hmm. from the get-go because it kind of had that like cool cool vibe to it yeah and I feel like we've definitely shifted from that at least in mainstream media Mm -hmm. of like the cool martial arts Mm -hmm. action hero to the more now it's kind of like the CIA agent or the military trained guy Mm -hmm. and then with obviously the UFC getting as big as it has a lot more people that are interested in jiu-jitsu and you know that type of striking but i feel like one of the biggest components missing like we've talked about before is kind of the philosophy attached Mm -hmm. to martial arts yeah which to me is even way more valuable than even the physical practice or it it makes the physical practice actually valuable when it's in tangent with it yeah i mean it, it really uh serves as foundation of your physical training because I actually I wrote this uh, a long time ago when I was uh, when I wrote about martial arts why this is martial arts is better than just I mean I wouldn't say better but how it is different from just um, you know conventional or modern day fitness Mm -hmm. industry is that they have they emphasize those philosophical part of uh, training you know Mm -hmm. again Dojo, which is also Tojang in Korean or uh, even Chinese, it's the same thing. It's just different pronunciation. Is that it's the way, a way of a place. So they practice, you know, both physical and psychological part, you know, mental part together. It was not separable. Yeah. You know, that's why they called uh, the place gym basically the place they were trained a place of a way. You know. Mm, yeah, I mean that changes entirely mm-hmm. the way you would think about the gym yeah 100 percent. and then you know like muay thai for example and a lot of uh different martial arts especially the old ones they were uh initially most of them or a lot of them were designed to kill people you know mm-hmm. develop skills to kill people you know that can be used in war and things like that and then when you teach people 
essentially the skills to kill another human being. If you omit the you know philosophical part, it, then it's really hard to justify your killing you know learning killing skills, right? That's why I think they you know emphasize the philosophical part that okay, this is why we're doing this, you know. Yeah, it sets a precedence. Yes. And on that note of setting precedences. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys, but unless you're a Patreon member, this is where the <laughs> the free version ends. And it's just now starting to get, we're already 20 minutes in. Oh, really? Yeah, it's going by quick. Okay, well, yeah. So we've been doing this since uh, the last episode, right? So we are, um, you know, putting the a proper mark on the end of a free version, right? Yeah, so. just so you guys don't feel like you've been dropped out randomly of the loop. Yes, but we thank you for listening and, you know, check out the, the Patreon. It only is $5 for the full version. You mm-hmm. get the full audio. Yeah. And then you can check us out on any of your favorite podcast platforms, you know, mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple, yeah. Acast. I don't think yeah. anybody uses Acast, but we have it. Right. <laughs> and please remember to like, subscribe, and leave a comment, and we'll, we'll get back to you.